let's just take the property because at that time they were living <laughs> they were driving to Paul, living there, living in Still Bay and still driving through for community, still driving through for Sundays, still giving themselves for the congregation, but actually not having a place of their own. Um, and so th this was the challenge to have perseverance and faith amid, uh, amidst the, 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 the trial of not knowing where I will end up. And then this, this uh, uh, property in Montague came up and again they came to us. And this time, in, in, in my heart, there was a release. It did feel like this is the time and this is the place. And I think we should take faith for it. And that's why last weekend, we prayed for them the way that we did. Because all of us were in a position where we say, we're taking faith with Peter and Jean-Louis. And uh, I must say, for me, it was so beautiful to see their humility in this process. And I... Uh, I asked the Lord, like, I really want to do this preach, but I will do it after you have honored their decision and their humility uh, and their hearts in this process. And so now he has honored their decision because that last week we were praying about Montague and still not knowing, has it come through? Has the Lord come through? And then Monday night they let us know uh, the property is theirs. God has come through. Yeah. Very exciting, very exciting. Um, and so, I, what I want to share about this morning is about the biblical values of authority and submission. Authority and submission. And if we look in the Bible, we actually, uh, sometimes when we look at how church is being done now, we sometimes see two extremes. On the one hand, the, the guy who leads the congregation is I almost want to say he's honored to the place of being worshipped. And I want to say that's unhealthy. If you can't name the guy on his name, <laughs> if you feel like you must only call him pastor, pastor is the name that you have for him, I would say there, there might be a bit of an unhealthy relationship starting to develop. If the, the, uh, the leader of the church has to come in with bodyguards and leave with bodyguards, and fly with a private jet or with a helicopter to his next place. I want to say there's something wrong. There's something unhealthy. And if you do not have a relationship with the shepherd that leads the congregation, then I want to say there's something unhealthy in the congregation. But then we also see the other extreme where people say, I reject that, the, the place where the leader is sort of like a celebrity. We reject that so much that our people coming together, we will have no leader. There will be no leaders. There will be nothing of leadership. We will just come together and worship Jesus. He will be our leader. And I want to say the Bible actually would reject that notion as well. Because the Bible is unapologetic about leaders. Actually, when you, when you, when you read Timothy and you read Titus, where Paul speaks to, um, to, to those young leaders... The first thing he says, and those congregations had it tough. There was false doctrine. There was sin in the, in the house. The people in the town of Crete, where he wrote to Titus, they were ex-soldiers. So this Owens wat moog was vir die lewe, en kwaad was, en kritis was, niks het And what does he tell Titus and Timothy? He says, go find trustful men uh, 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 that you can entrust this teaching to, that they can... It says, go find trustworthy men that you can entrust this teaching to. Okay? So what does he say? He says, go and raise up elders. Go and raise up leaders. The Bible is unapologetic about this. This is how God built his kingdom through leaders who humbly come and, and, uh, and leads the people. He, a shepherd who leads the people to a place of pasture. And he protects the people. He loves the people. He doesn't lord it over them. So there's a lot of things that Paul actually writes to leaders. He says, don't abuse this authority that God has given you. Don't lord it over people. Don't say, Talita, this is how it is and you must do it. If you don't do it, this will happen. <laughs> but there is also a place of lovingly confronting. So God has given shepherds this authority to actually love the people well. And so in this house, you would see God, as, God will raise up people, and, and, and the Bible calls those people elders. And so, we, so you would see somebody like Paul coming through from the Dwerings this year, 
on eldership and what a blessing he has been, right? But it's somebody who's trustworthy. It's somebody who has integrity. It's somebody who has character. And God uses those people and uh, gives them authority to lead the people well. But then we also have the other side where we see that submission is also a biblical value. And so we see, um, we see for instance, that the Bible speaks about uh, a submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And we see in Ephesians where God speaks to the woman and it says, Women, submit to your own husbands. By the way, not to all other husbands in the world. To your own husband, right? And then as unto the Lord, actually. So submit to your husband as you would submit to Jesus, actually. Uh, and so I'm just thinking about that now. If, um, if the Lord would look at our marriage, would... Would the Lord say, okay, that's the way that Lolly submits? And the other way around, right? Leadership. It says, actually, love your wife, husbands, as Christ loved the church. So again, if Jesus would come and knock on our door and say, Johan, how are you laying down your life for your wife? How's it going in that department? Would somebody from the outside be able to look into your marriage and say, Johan, you are loving your wife in the way that Christ loves the church. Actually, I'm seeing something of heaven here. But also the other way around. And you see, Loli, you are so submissive, even if you don't agree necessarily <laughs> where we are going, even if you feel like you can do this part better. Yes, you're so submissive to you, Han, that actually I'm seeing something of the flavor of heaven. It's something beautiful. And I want to share this uh, it, it also says this comes from, if you look at those scriptures, it says, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord, right? And it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So actually, there is a place of saying, we submit to God. We submit to God. And that we see in, uh, I almost said Jacob, <laughs> you see it in James and Jacobus, right? We, we, we see it where it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee you. So that's something, that's a kingdom value that God wants to impart into us as a congregation, is to say, Lord, we as a people want to be submitted. And later on I will, I will speak about how that looks practically, because it is something that the Lord has really massaged into uh, Lolly and myself. It's something that He's really worked into us. And again, we wouldn't be asking you something that the Lord hasn't worked in us. And still, is <laughs> still daily working in us. And so, the scripture that I want to use as a foundation this morning is Hebrews 13. I think it's verse 1, where it says, uh, in the ESV, it says, uh, Obey your leaders and uh, trust their authority uh, as somebody who must give, uh, because they lead you in a way, uh, some people who will have to give an account. It feels like I'm massacring the scripture. Could you please just put that on for me? <laughs> Because they lead you in a way, they would have to give an account. And then it says, do this in such a way, do this in such a way that it will be a joy to them. So it speaks to the followers. And it says, follow and have confidence in your leaders. Trust their authority that Jesus has given them in such a way that it will give them joy and that it will be a blessing to you. It does actually say that because the end says, um, because if you don't give yourself in that way, it will be of no benefit to you. It's interesting, eh? So if we follow grumbling like the Israelites saying, oh, Moses, where is he taking us again? We were better off in Egypt. Yes, this guy. We could do this. We could do it probably better. Then it would be of no benefit to us. Then we would be like the Israelites. Okay. I just want to pause here and I just want to say, what a blessing it is that we are having a, a, um, a, a service here in Wuster and in the Dwerings. It's such a blessing because you know what happens. We become so comfortable because we know, ach, uh, we know people who will be able to help on AV quickly, who will be able to do the sound quickly. Uh, you get so comfortable and then other people don't get the opportunity to grow into what they can become. So I rejoice in the fact that sometimes there's a bit of hakarachait and people are struggling and trying to find their feet. I rejoice in that. 
because actually God's kingdom is being built in the process. So that's so cool. Uh, Tani Suna said this morning, that was so good. She said, I saw that you were busy, so I took the initiative and we prayed together anyway. Lovely. That's lovely. It's lovely. That's so good. It means we are actually becoming a people who are standing up. It's very good. Okay. So, I want to just, with, with reference to that scripture, I actually want to speak about the dance of submission and authority because there is a dance. It's so beautiful. And for, for leaders, oh, I, see, I don't have the right scripture there, but I'm not, I'm going to, thank you, the 17. I feel like we're going to be so now. Is it verse 17? Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Lord said I, I couldn't look at my notes. He said he didn't say anything about this, so I'm still, <laughs> I'm still safe here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go, there we go. Now you can see how I paraphrase this. It's sure. <laughs> Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their will work will be a joy and not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Thank you guys so much. You can keep that scripture on. Um, so this dance is actually beautiful. You know, one day when the leader of the house comes before the Lord, he will have to give an account for the souls of the, the people who said, we are walking a road with you. So one day when I'm, when I'm in front of the Lord, he will say, how did you lead, Yandre? Were, uh, uh, were you harsh with him or were you gentle-tongued with him? How did you lead him? Did you nurture him into everything that he could be? Did you encourage him into more? Did you help him develop his gifts? Did you gently, faithfully confront sin? Did you, were you faithful in your, in your correction? Did you lead them well? Did you protect them from uh, false things that might draw them away? Did you warn them about the dangers of the world? Were you faithful, Johan? Did you love them well? Did you lay down your life for my bride? like I lay down my life for the bride. And I tremble at that. I tremble because in so many ways I fall short and I have to ask for His mercy to help me to do those things, help me to stay at a place where I'm loving, where I'm giving myself. The other side of it, we also see uh, that us as followers, we will also stand in front of the Lord one day and give an account of how well we followed we will also have to give that account. So Talita, one day, you will also stand in front of the Lord. And He will ask you, uh, were you humble in receiving leadership or did you grumble? Did you grumble or did you groan? The one translation says, um, <laughs> don't groan. <laughs> you know? So did, were you humble or did you grumble? Did you follow well? Did you obey the authority or did you completely just reject it and said, I'm not going to follow this at all? Did you say, I want to give myself fully, I want to be leadable, I want to be moldable, I will, I will go. If you, I trust the Lord and I trust the Lord that He gives leaders who are faithful and therefore I trust you, so I will go where you lead. What's that in your heart? You see, one day the Lord will, will, there will be a judgment. Did you know that? There will be a judgment. So it says, this is the inheritance of all. I think also in Hebrews, it says, we die and then there's a judgment. That's the inheritance of all. But if we are in Christ, that is a joyful day, actually. And so the dance analogy, do you ever watch that Strictly Come Dancing? Do you ever watch that? Where the people dance and, 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 then, and then there's the, the judgment. And then people, actually when the people get it right, the judges rejoice. And I actually want to say this this morning. That when we get the dance of submission and authority correct, 
Jesus, as, as judge, he celebrates. He celebrates. Oh, Celia is getting submission so very right. Oh, oh that's so beautiful. Oh, Paul is getting leadership so right. He doesn't lord it over people. He's gentle. He's always at a place of inviting people into more. He's faithful in confronting sin. Oh, he's getting it so right. Oh, it's so beautiful when, when my children get it right. And that's what we are called to. Beauty of saying, and, and I want to say this, I am at a place where I still need to follow. Even as a place where I'm leading the congregation. I'm still at a place where I have to submit to, uh, firstly to God and then to the leaders He has put over me. To Len, to Andrew, to, to all the guys who come work into us. Mervis, all those guys that you've seen. Those guys also work into us, into, into me and my wife. And we're um, actually better off for it. <laughs> you know, we're also, that scripture also applies to us. So when Andrew comes and says, Johan, or when Len comes and says, Johan, actually this, you need to work on this. It's unhealthy for the congregation. If you keep on, if you, if you don't, I see it in the unspreaking. Actually, it's unhealthy for the congregation. Then I have, a, I have the decision, will I listen or won't I listen? So I'll give you, I'll give you an example. He, he, he told me, Johan, you are not, um, you're afraid of confrontation. You're not bold enough. And some other people in this congregation sitting here have also told me, Johan, you're not bold enough when it comes to actually confronting sin in the house. And you will be held account accountable for that. And so we are better off for it if I actually listen and actually confront and say, guys, actually here, um, what you're doing there is not healthy. What you're doing now is not good. Or what you're doing now dishonors the Lord. We are better off for it. And I want to say, if we come to a place where we say we have to define submission, it's really a simple definition that, I've, that I felt in my heart. It's just a humble willingness to be led. It's a nederige bereid willigheid om te sê, Jesus is ek, laai my. Laai my. Want u ook al jy dink die Heere sê. And I want to give three examples of how the Lord has worked in my wife and I with regards to submission and we can say that we are reaping the rewards it is of benefit for us it has been an advantage to us to give ourselves to submit to God's authority and because we submit to his authority we actually submit to the leaders that he give over us okay so the first story I want to share is I remember when um we were not married yet. And I remember Melani the Tua, you will still meet her. She's going to, I think they're coming in June or a bit later, in, in August somewhere. Um, but she has the gift of hearing God. I call it a pro prophetic gift. It's one of the gifts God gives to, um, to build his house. And she actually prophesied over Lolly that she would... Lolly, you may not help you as I get to be forgiven. You let her worry my paraphrasing it. Um, maar as ek het recht is, is was, die, was die prophecy gewees dat jy nie toe daarvoor moet wees om met uh, jeugd te werk, youth ministry. Nee. So, but at that time, the backstory is, Lolly was like, any ministry, just <laughs> not that one. <laughs> and uh, we came to Swellendam and the guys who, we did actually leave the youth, so I was part of the youth, youth ministry at that time, but I left it, and so a guy named Rian Jacobs, he led uh, the youth, and then they felt to, to send him to uh, uh, Edgemead to lead that congregation, and it meant there was an opening, and at that time, he said, I think Johan and Lolly should lead the youth, and Len and Charles and all said, yeah, we think Johan and Lolly should lead the youth, so they had a conversation with us, and at that time, it was a sacrifice, so I was like, after three years of youth ministry, actually glad that I wasn't there anymore, because you, you give up your Fridays, you give up Tuesdays for planning. So actually like, hey, my schedule is a bit more open, you know. Actually, I can give myself to the Lord in other ways. And then I, it just struck me at that time, I trust these guys. And I want to make their leadership a joy. And I would give myself for this. I would give myself for this. And you know, the beautiful thing in the process is Lolly and myself, we grew so much in that season by giving ourselves for something that it wasn't even our first 
priority or our passion. We gave ourselves and we grew because of it. And so I want to say, if uh, your community leader or deacon or an elder says, hey, have you considered Kids Church? I think you should take Kids Church. Don't say, oh, you know what, my passion is actually outreach. So I'm actually not, uh, uh, why don't we do more outreaches? Like, please organize some more outreaches. Um, actually, the heart should be, you know what, if you say that, if, if, do you feel I should be there? I will be there. Uh, and we had this conversation with Yandre and with Sonia a while back about Kids Church. And, uh, and I saw their hearts were submission. Their hearts were like, uh, we will do it. We actually not, <laughs> we don't know if we will be able to do this. But uh, if you feel that, we, we will do it. We, we will give ourselves. We will give ourselves a time to see if this is the Lord. And that's, that's the way we do it in faith. And us also in faith, we see these guys and we're seeing there may be actually something on them. Not just to be, and we haven't had a conversation with them, but not just to be workers in the kids' church, but actually to maybe one day lead it. And, you know, that's the faith that we come and submit something to them. So we're also at that place of submitting and feeling. You get what I'm saying? I'm saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm making myself leadable and moldable. I'm giving myself. Okay? And so that's the first one. The other one, in the same vein, and I want to say the submission is, is easy when I agree. It's easy to say, uh, Ashley, I know you love youth and would probably one day want to be a part of it. Am I right? Ne? Come on. So if I tell him now, there's, a, there's 10 people, why don't you lead the youth? Why don't you come and be a part and then one day lead it? He would jump for it. Because it's his passion. He, there is something on him to lead and to disciple teens. I do believe it. I do see it. But let's say I asked him, um, oh, Ashley, why don't you do, do, um, do the finance admin for the church? <laughs> right? He will be less willing to give myself. But if I say, oh, I really feel it, why don't you pray about it? You know, that would actually be enough. For me, when, when the call came to come to Wooster, I didn't hear the Lord audibly to come. You know who I did hear? I heard Len, I heard Kim, I heard Andrew. And that was enough. That was enough for me. More than enough. And actually, it was difficult at that time to give ourselves. It was uncomfortable to submit. You know why? Because we had just bought a house in Swellendam a month ago. And we had to sell it again to come here. It was uncomfortable. But we gave ourselves. Why? Because we want to be a joy to our leaders. We want to be a joy. And we wanted to be advantage to us. And hasn't it been an advantage to us to come to Worcester and just taste this family? And see what the Lord has done here among us. And see how He has grown people. How He has uh, encouraged people to stand up. How He has confronted sin. It is such a joy. We've met such beautiful people here. Uh, we, we've made such good friends. Our submission has been an advantage to us. And then the other thing where the Lord has really challenged us is, uh, and I said now submission is, is difficult when it makes you uncomfortable. And who here is like, oh, it's easy. Who here says that? You must teach us. Okay, so nobody, nobody says submission is easy, right? It is difficult. It's difficult to say, I will, here I am. I'm coming with a soft heart and I want to be led. Lord, I want to be led by you and by, your, by the leaders that you place over me, by the husband that you place over me. That's difficult. <laughs> That's difficult. But it's also uncomfortable when somebody says, uh, Hey, Johan, I, see, I actually see something in your life that doesn't reflect Jesus. And I'm like, actually, I don't see it. <laughs> Andrew has the story where he confronts this guy and he says, You know, I actually think you have a blind spot for this. And the guy says, How do I, Why come I don't see it if it's a blind spot? <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> That's what a blind spot is. And so, we have plenty of stories where the Lord confronted things in us that didn't look like Jesus. But I remember this one day specifically 
where Charles confronted something uh, in me. It was after an elders meeting. And then he said, uh, Johan, did you know that when you, um, when somebody doesn't agree with you in the elders meeting, you just talk louder and harder, but you say the exact same things. Have you noticed that? And he said, it's actually, because I was a teacher at the time, so he says, actually, you go into teacher mode. And actually, you, it comes out of a heart of not respecting the people you, on, on the elders team, because you think that when you speak louder to the children, they must listen, because they must respect this. And then you speak to other grown men in that way. No, that's actually disrespectful. It's actually not honoring. You're actually uh, uh, destroying maybe the way that other people want to give themselves. And it was, uh, he said it in a very loving way, by the way. He didn't, <laughs> nothing of it felt harsh. But you know what? At that moment, I felt, actually, I'm not seeing this, but I know that I couldn't just speak loud to him now because otherwise I would be confirming what he was saying about me. So I said this, and... I said, I will, go, I will go pray about it. I, I really actually am not seeing it, but I will go pray about it. And you know what? Actually, the, the Lord did show me. You know what? He's actually right. He's actually right. Actually, you must come in humility when, in those meetings. And uh, I want to say that's a, that's a big tip. If your community leader comes to you and says, listen, remember they, hulle moes baie braafheid by mekaar geskraap het om nou met jou te kom praat daar, en hulle knie bewe ook. A wise thing is to say, listen, I'm actually, if you don't see it, I don't see it, but please can I go pray about it? Go pray about it, and then if the Lord shows you that actually you were in the wrong, then you go and tell the person, and actually you repent in front of God if it is a sin thing or an attitude of the heart thing. Okay? So that's also a place of submitting even when I don't feel like I agree. And the last thing I want to say, and this is probably the biggest one uh, that the Lord challenged Lolly and myself on, is actually when it comes to big life decisions, actually to come to your leaders who are over you, who have to give an account for your life, actually to say, listen, I'm coming here and I am, uh, I'm thinking of making this decision. So this is an important difference. Not to say, listen, I've made this decision, what do you think? <laughs> I've made this decision. I think it's the Lord. What do you think? Actually, you're just informing them. You're not submitting to them. But to come and say, listen, I'm feeling like this decision might be the Lord. I'm thinking of making it. I'm thinking this is the place and this is the timing of it. I need you to pray with me. I, I, and because I want not just your blessing, but I also want your insight and counsel on this to help me and to guide me. Um, and I want to say if you get that right, then we can have the beautiful experience we had last Sunday where we're saying, Peter, Jean-Louis, come here. Let's pray for you. But imagine they just said, Ah, we're just going to make this decision. And now the wheels are coming off. And now they say, Johan, Loli, oh, the wheels are coming off. <laughs> and we were like, Yes, we, we, we said we didn't feel like this was the Lord. You know, then we can't support because from the beginning we felt that it wasn't the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But now we can back them. As a family, we can back them. We can say, let's pray with you. Let's have faith with you. Because they did the dance well. They did the dance well. So when we adopted Ezra, before we adopted Ezra, uh, we have to back up, I think, three years. Three years back. And so we actually, um, Lolly felt to adopt first, and I felt that we should have biological kids first. So that was, that was the first thing. So we went to the eldership, uh, the team, and said, guys, you must help us here because we are not agreeing and we, must, we, we want to know what the, Lord, what the Lord says. And we don't want you to pick a team. We want you to, to say, what, what, actually, what, what does God say? And so we asked a, pup, uh, a, pup, a couple of people and one of the people we asked were also Milani the Tuey, and all of the guys felt, go for biological kids first. And actually, we submitted under that. Well, we, it was easier for me to submit under it. It was more difficult for Lolly to submit under it at the time. And I remember two years passed, and then Charles coming back to me, and you say, you know that decision we made two years back? I actually feel like it's, it, the time is now to revisit it. 
maybe now the Lord is saying adopt first. And then we went back to the Lord. And then he said, you must adopt first. And then listen to the process we went through. Our hearts were if one person, we were already on eldership. If one person on the eldership team says, actually we're unsure, actually we don't think you should adopt first. We, would, we will accept it and not adopt. Not adopt first. So we went to the whole eldership team. And uh, the guys who have been processing with us, they said, yeah, we feel it is the Lord. We feel it's the timing of the Lord. And there were one couple who said, you know what, actually, it's going to be difficult, so we don't know. And, and we were like, actually, that feels like, such a, it feels like such a practical or fleshly thing. Obviously, we know it's going to be difficult. But even in that moment, we said, our hearts were, if one person uh, is uncomfortable about it, we'll still hold it off. And you know what? We held it off till those guys came on board. Till those guys said, you know what? Actually, it is the time. Go for it. And it's so beautiful that actually if we listened, if we didn't listen a month that it took them to process, or the two years that it took to process, actually we would not have had Ezra. You know what I'm saying? We would have, we would have actually missed something that the Lord had for us. And what a blessing Ezra has been to us. He's been an advantage to us. Such a great blessing to us. And there, guys, there is a place of making the life of the leaders a joy who lead you. It's, wake up every morning and say, yes, it is so, it's so encouraging. Uh, and it's such a joy to lead these people. And I also just want to say this as a side note. I really enjoy <laughs> leading you as a people. I'm not saying this or doing this preach this morning because we have 10 people who are out of line and we hope they listen this morning. <laughs> That's not the heart. But actually the reason for this preach is actually to prepare us because there will come a day when your submission will be tested. There will come a day when we will ask you to submit to something that feels uncomfortable. There might be a day where we say, guys, um, no chairs this morning while we worship. And you're like, ooh. Actually, I don't want to give myself. That's very difficult. Well, guys, we actually do want to encourage you uh, to come forward this morning. Or actually, there's not going to be words when we sing this morning. Uh, or actually, actually, whatever. And then submission might be difficult. And you might be saying in your heart, yeah, you have my heart, Johan. You know that. But submission is tested when it's uncomfortable. Maybe when I don't agree. Then it's tested. And I want to say this. I want to end with this. We have this beautiful example of Jesus. This is the reason why we submit. Because we see in the Bible that Jesus submitted unto the Father. We hear him saying that I do only what I see the Father doing. Only what I see the Father doing. That means he doesn't even have his own opinions. The Lord of all, the King of all creation says, I do not even hold my own opinions. I only do what I see my Father doing. He says, He became obedient to the point of death. And in the garden we see Him saying, Lord, not my will, but Your will. That's why we give ourselves to this dance. Because we have this Lord who paid it all. We said, I submitted unto the Father and I want you as a congregation, my church, I want my church to be like the bride. And what is asked of the bride? That she would submit fully to the groom. And as, as a church, we must give ourselves to say, we as a church, as His people, submit ourselves fully to the groom. Even if it means my flesh dies in the process. Because that's, that's an extra thing that also happens when we give ourselves to submit. Is that sometimes something in us must die. Amen? Okay. So I know that this can be uh, seen as a heavy this morning. But you know what? God is inviting all of us to this dance. To this dance of authority and submission. And I want to ask if you are with me, like just preparing for this, for this preach. It just helped me.
refresh my submission to the leadership who, uh, who, who I submit under, to Len and to Andrew, just in a fresh way. And maybe the Lord is calling you this morning just to say, like, um, maybe you haven't been tested in this area of submission yet, but there will come a day. And why don't you come and just give yourself in a fresh way to say, Lord, here am I. I'm sub- because I'm submitting un- under you, I also want to submit under the leaders that you so graciously provide. Okay. So can we do that? If you are with me, if you say, Lord, here am I. I want to give myself in a fresh way. I want to submit to your ways and submit to your leaders. I want to do this dance well because one day when I'm in front of you, I want to hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You gave yourself well. Okay. So I'm already standing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, we know that all of us, if we're honest, we must stand in front of the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Father, you see every heart of every person standing this morning. And we ask that you come and... Yeah. Thank you for this fresh understanding of your, uh, of your grace and of your authority over us. And we want to say we submit completely under your authority first. We submit, Lord. We come fully under your, under your authority this morning. We love you, Jesus. And we love you. And we ask in every, every little place of our hearts that makes it difficult to submit, we ask that you will forgive us, Lord. We ask that you will bring us, bring us to a place, not where it's easy uh, to give ourselves to be led, Father, but that we are willing. And we ask that you will give us willing hearts to, um, to follow and to, to be led. Make us humble in this, Lord. Thank you that you are a God who gives second chances. And even if we have missed the mark, even leaders who have missed the mark, who were harsh, who were led out of frustration or anger, Lord, we ask that you will even forgive us in the process. And even in places where we have been, our hearts have been hard, our necks have been stiff, and we didn't want to follow, we ask that you will forgive us, Lord. Thank you that your mercy is new this morning that you forgive us and that you say, come my child, come, I want to guide you, I want to lead you. I want to lead you where the the waters uh, are fresh and the pasture is green, but I also want to lead you through the valley onto the mountaintop where I prepared a table, table for you to feast on. Mm. Lord, we ask that you will help us with this impossible call to submit unto your ways but we know that you give us the grace to accomplish it. Come work in our hearts, we pray. So um, I don't know if it's every time the, the Greek word is hiputasu for to submit. It, when that is used um, in, in the New Testament, I might have the wrong word here, but almost every time when it's used, it's used in the, um, the, the middle verb. And what that means is the subject, the person doing the verb, um, is very strongly emphasized. So um, to, to better illustrate it, it would be, you submit, submit yourself. The emphasis is on the person doing it. And that's just the beauty of submission is it's never enforced. It's a, it's a choice that I have to make. It's not subjugation, it's submission. Um, and Jesus says to his disciples that someone to lord it over, but it must not be so among you. And then he washes their feet. And just sense the, the spirit wanting to do a restoration of the word submission in some of our hearts because some of us have been in relationships where it hasn't been submission. It's been um, subjugation. You've been um, 
you've been forced, it's been harsh, it's, you've been lauded over. And when we, when we pick up those wounds, sometimes we are scared to willingly give ourselves to submission, whether it be to our leaders or to our husbands, or even, even to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, to lay our lives down to one another. We tend to want to close up and not be vulnerable and not open up our lives to one another because there, there has been abuse in the past. And just um, sensing the Holy Spirit wanting to come and and redeem that thing for us. Because the antidote to abuse is not uh, miss, uh, uh, like, like not, to, not to try again. The antidote to abuse is correct use. Um, and the Lord wants to come and restore submission to some of us. Um, so, Father, I just want to pray. If, if that's you, oh, you can just raise your hands or just um, say a prayer to the Lord in your heart. And, Father, I pray that you will come and illustrate something of the beauty of submission. Come and show us Christ, who's the author and perfecter of our faith, who willfully laid down his life, who, who did not um, um, esteem his likelihood uh, or the, the fact that he was uh, divine to be grasped, but he willingly laid it down to become a slave, to serve so that he might be exalted. And I pray that we will, we will be like Christ. I pray that you will come and show us, Lord, how, how to willfully and beautifully submit and how we can feel safe in your church and safe among your saints because we're not submitting to humans. We are submitting ultimately to you and we trust you in our leaders and we trust you in our husbands and in our, in our um, fellow saints, Lord, even if they are not perfect. Come and restore that thing in our hearts. Ja, Amen. Ja, es is net iets wat ek, wat ek wil bijsê, is as jy voel, um, vooral dit wat Lolly nou aan die einde gesê het, uh, jy, jy weet, jy is die persoon, soos die woord, toe jy submission gehoor het, is jy, oi, <laughs> dit, het, dit het nie een lekker smaak in my mond, die, en eindelijk was ek so'n bykie toege, toegewees om verder te luister. Um, Ek wil vraag, wil, wil jylle nie afspraak maak, of met jou community leier, of met, of met my en Lolly, ons sal baie graag hierdie ding wil deurprocesseer. Um, weer eens, ons wil, ons wil dit gently doen, ons wil nie net hier so van vooraf sê, ouwens, dit is so Godse koninkryk werk, babaie, ek hoop jylle krijg dit recht nie. Ons is hier so saam met jylle, ons, ons stap hierdie ding saam met jylle uit. Ok, so ek hoop jylle hoor, hoor ook daai, um, dat daar is een uitnodiging vir jou om hierdie ding te processeer. Um, so dat ons as gemeente in gezondheid kan kom, want dis op die einde van die dag ons, ons, ons roeping as gemeente, is om, uh, is om een gemeente te wees, as die wereld daarna kyk, wat hulle sê, hierdie is een lig. Dit is een lig. Nee. Amen. Lekker man, ons is lief vir julle, julle moet een lekker zondag hee, daar is koffie, Jan Rijd beloof. 